Hello and thank you for listening to episode 251 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is another of our Soundcheck interview shows. And in this one I get to chat once again with Adrian Vandenberg all about his new album 2020. Now this show has been released on May the 29th, that's the release date of the album, but I actually recorded the show with Adrian on April the 15th. I've been sitting on this for a month and a half and it's been killing me. I've been wanting to get this show out there for you all to hear a couple of songs from the album and I'm sure you'll love it just as much as the great feedback I got from the first chat with Adrian. And if you haven't listened to that, there'll be a link in the podcast notes to it. And please have a listen to that one too, because it's just always a pleasure having a chat with Adrian. So before we go any further, I'm going to play the opening track from the album which is a great one. So sit back, relax, and have a listen to Shadows of the Night.
Hello, Adrian. Hey, Dave. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, actually uh, suspiciously good, according to um, the surrealistic world that we, um, we live in right now, you know. But um, yeah, uh, I suppose uh, I'm sure we're going to remember this the rest of our lives, you know, living in um, in like a completely deserted world right now where where a few zombies stumble around um, <laughs> the town, town centers of the cities. It's weird, you know, but um, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm doing, doing fine because um, uh, my personal life is not that, that much different than, um, than it normally is because I'm usually at home working on my music or on my paintings or, yeah. or making a pizza or whatever, you know, but um, <laughs> for a lot of people, you know, if, if, if you're used to working in a factory or in an office or something, it's, quite different so a lot of people are finally gonna uh, get to know their family yeah huge changes massive change like you say especially you know the whole well all industries have been changed so much and of course you know oh, the, yeah, yeah. the music industry you know where you guys are up on stage playing to thousands of people obviously all yeah. that's come to a standstill too yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping uh, by the end of the year that um, we can start touring you know because of obviously all the that's all um, cancelled or postponed at least. Um, I'm kind of worried that uh, even the end of the year would be too too quick unless they come up with like a a great medicine that that's already been approved, so it doesn't have to go through the year and a half trials and stuff. You know, um, I'm a little hopeful, you know, because I, I keep, of course, like everybody, I keep an eye on um, what's going on. So, yeah, it would be great because, uh, man, a world without concerts, whether you're a musician or like a concert goer, it's not like uh, the most fun thing, you know. That's yeah. right, yeah. Had you got any uh, tour dates lined up that you've had to cancel? Yeah, we, we were going to start the uh, European tour uh, at the end of May when the album comes out. And um, the release show was planned in the legendary Paradiso venue in Amsterdam. And then we were going to go through Europe, you know, hit the UK, France, Spain, every, everywhere. And um, yeah, we're, our tour agent is uh, Neil O'Brien. Maybe you know him, you know, the uh, UK, he's in, uh, in London. But we're in touch with him and he says, well, you know, right now we're, you know, s setting options up uh, for November and stuff and see if we can actually make it. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope so. I hope you can get up here yeah. to North Wales oh, as well. I'd love to see you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what we can do about that. That'd be great to see up here. I can't believe yeah. I was lucky the last time that we recorded together was October 2017, which is like two and a half years ago, which has gone yeah. by so quick. What's the last two and a half years been like for you? Well, um, as you, as most people were able to tell, uh, we had a great time with Moon Kings. And then mm -hmm. um, I kind of reluctantly had to, had to put it on ice because... Um, um, the the main reason was probably that Jan, uh, the singer, who's a really good friend of mine, uh, became a really good friend of mine over the years. He has a big farming company, if you remember, and he can't really be out, out of the country for more than one or two days. So right. um, that really um, made made it impossible to, to do um, uh, international touring. And that really started started to weigh on me because... I really enjoy touring. I, I am. Uh, I really enjoy playing in every country possible, and so that was a very important reason. And the other one was that I I realized that um, I had uh, I felt the inspiration to go harder and and and, and louder and deeper and heavier, uh, which uh, so those put together would be kind of strange to replace the singer in Moon Kings, which would would not feel very 
nice to me because Moon Kings is Moon Kings, you know, mm-hmm. we had yeah. a sound and a chemistry and all that stuff. So I thought it was more honorable to leave more Moon Kings for what it is and, and maybe do a couple of Dutch shows in um, in two years or something, just for the hell of it, you know, and um, set up like a new thing. And then when my manager record company suggested, well, if it's going to be a new thing, why don't you... Uh, start using the name Vandenberg again and initially my reaction was not very positive I thought well <laughs> I don't want it to be like a nostalgic type of thing you know like a lot of bands do um, but then uh, after one or two days I thought well I don't really want to come up with another name again you know for so many years <laughs> time uh, so to me it only made sense if I could find an incredible singer and put together an incredible lineup and so as soon as, as Ronnie uh, was willing to be involved, I thought, well, I got an, an incredible singer right there, you know. So then it suddenly became much more exciting because then you have a brand new in your face asking band with a name that has a heritage. So that 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 was kind of charming to me. And um, also, as you can hear on this album, um, there is a pretty strong connection with the harder stuff from the early Vandenberg days, songs like This Is War and waiting for the night, you definitely have Mm -hmm. a strong connection. But in those days, you couldn't really make it sound as heavy as you can today, you know? And of course, you know, I cranked up the amplifiers a little um, little more, (laughs) (laughs) which I like to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to it a lot over the last few days, and uh, I I love it. And again, I'm not saying it just because you're on the line with me. I've, I've loved listening to it and... Tina, my partner, was been sat next to me. She's loved it as well. We've had it on repeat. I mean, last night. Great. Yeah, we had a Man. great uh, sunny evening in the garden, uh, playing it very loud. Great. That's <laughs> the way to go. That's how I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it should be done. Don't play this yeah, album you know, I, quietly. I, 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 and that's one of the funny things. I, I very rarely had that experience that I must have heard the songs 100,000 times by now. You know, first when I start writing and then I, then I make very extensive, detailed demos and then uh you know i go into the studio and then you uh, you listen to the mix so i i've heard them a million times but i still <laughs> play the album two or three times a day you know like you said in the garden you know open the doors put it on loud even yeah. the you know the neighbors the neighbors don't worry about it because usually i don't you know play music very loud uh, when, with the doors open but um you know they they can deal with it now because normally it's <laughs> different stuff that uh well, yeah. I think having you as a neighbor, though, Adrian, surely they, you'd expect some music to be played. <laughs> I yeah, would be the, disappointed the, if I didn't hear music <laughs> from you. Yeah. Yeah, what happened, you know, when I, when I moved into this neighborhood, actually long, a pretty long time ago, it was around um, 1990, I think. Um, uh, yeah, must have been around 1990. Um, um, it, you know, there's, the, everybody was kind of scared because they, they saw this long head you know, unshaven guy <laughs> cruise around the neighborhood and he said, oh man, there goes the neighborhood. And so I knew they, they would be su- suspecting me to play death metal or something in the middle of the night. So in order to put him on the, on the wrong foot, I put, uh, you know, on the very decent level, I put classical music on like almost every night, you know, or smooth jazz, you know, Miles yeah. Davis or something. And they, uh, later on they said, you know, yeah, you know, you're really shocked us because we were we were <laughs> constantly on the, on, the, on the tip of our feet waiting for the disaster to happen and suddenly after this uh, this you know this polite stuff suddenly 
be confronted with with blastingly loud death metal but you know they were pretty happy so whenever i do play relatively loud outside they never worry about it you know they're they're pretty they're, they've got gotten used to it i suppose <laughs> that would be i'd be more than happy that i would <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know yeah. well you know this these are different kind of people i can tell you but um <laughs> they're all very nice fortunately I bet you can't wait to get up on stage and play these songs live as well. Oh man, because songs yeah, yeah. always come more alive as well, don't they? Up on you know in a yeah. live environment. Definitely, definitely. And um, as you can probably tell, it's like every song is basically you know ready to to throw on stage. You know, it's um, because um, I really uh, with Bob Marlette, the producer, we really talked about making it sound like like you're in in a great band rehearsal right in front of the stage with no bullshit going on, you know, no layers of mm-hmm. endless backing vocals and keyboards and all that, you know, stuff, just like loud guitars, loud drums, loud bass and loud, loud vocals and a couple of keyboard touches here and there just to, you know, to, to give it a little bit of a color. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely tailored for, uh, for live situations. Oh yeah. And when you put an album together as well, a producer is such an important decision to make. How did you come around to getting Bob on board? Well, um, actually, um, after the second Moonkings album, um, I was when I didn't have the, this Vandenberg plan yet. I thought um, for the third uh, Moonkings album or the fourth, actually, because there was an acoustic one. Um, um, it, it, I, I thought it could be interesting to to get a producer involved because I produced uh, the, the the other ones, uh, yeah. just like the, the early Vandenberg ones. And it, I always realize, you know, you, you got like, especially when I when I start writing and demoing all the stuff that you got, you kind of get used to a certain way of working. And if there's something that I think should be avoided at all times, what well, is uh, like a, an automatic pilot type of thing in mm-hmm. rock, because then it becomes a formula and, and, and you don't want that because, you know, rock is supposed to be ass kicking freedom mm-hmm, yeah. type of stuff. So I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to have a couple of fresh objective ears, so to speak. And, uh, that worked out really nice, uh, uh, even though um, uh, everything was kept to to the demos, uh, the way I put the demos together. But at the same time, um, it worked out really nice. I mean, Bob did a fantastic mix. I'm really happy with the mixes, um, uh, for instance. And also, he knew exactly what this band is supposed to be about. He said, you know, uh, when we first talked to it on the phone, he said, uh, he asked me what how do you picture this whole thing? You know, I said, well, what I just explained to you, I, I would love it to sound like you're right in front of the band at a fantastic band rehearsal and um, uh, have try to to kind of translate that kind of feeling to the, to the recording. And, uh, you know, like an honest um, uh, organic band, basically, uh, mm-hmm. with, no, with no bullshit. And he said, well, that's exactly what he felt and so we had you know the next thing we said let's do it you know bam and uh, we only spent two and a half weeks in la so that's pretty quick oh wow, yeah and i think you can hear it on the album because it's not over polished you know it's not it's still as dynamic as it should sound and um that's probably why it's, why i'm still playing it because it doesn't sound worn out and tired and stuff you know which is a risk that um if you spend too long in the studio you start over polishing the whole thing and and it becomes technically and sonically perfect but you lose that initial spark that rock definitely needs you know yeah i mean i know from in the past listening to some albums and 
you think, oh, that's just overproduced. If only they'd just cut back a little, a little bit and made it, you know, it's that little yeah. bit more raw is always a, a great sound to go for, especially in rock music as well. Oh, definitely, yeah, totally agree. Which is, of course, uh, a very important reason why everybody still loves live albums, yeah. you know, like, especially the early ones, because as you know, these days, you know, most bands that put out so-called live albums start polishing the shit out of it in the studio, <laughs> and and suddenly, you know, the vocals are perfectly in tune and the guitars are perfectly in tune, you know. <laughs> but if you like, for instance, like one of the all-time favorites of a, of a lot of people from our kind of music is yeah, uh, like an album like Thin Lizzy Live or UFO Live, yeah. you know, and, and that was really live. And uh, and that's that, that's a cool thing, you know. We had, uh, we, had, we had like a Vandenberg Live in Japan thing with a video at the time and you, could, you couldn't change anything because there was just like a, a, like a mobile studio and that was it, you know, bam, mm -hmm. boom. So uh, I still, you know, l love to listen to this stuff. One of my favorite uh, live albums of all times is definitely Jim Hendrix's Band of Gypsies, where um, where he didn't move around and didn't set his guitar on fire <laughs> and then his fuck is he didn't have sex with his Marshall text, but <laughs> he, he just stood there and played. And he, man, every note is so spot on, and it's it's just like you're there. You know, you put on headphones and 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 you hear the mumbling of the crowd and. And all the stuff, you know, it's got such a um, vibe that, that that you can't reproduce with polishing and, and adding fake uh, applause and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Do you record your shows when you're touring, Adrian? Do you have you got a back catalogue of recordings of gigs you've done? And uh, no, we should have. You know, that, that's a, that's a little bit of a pity. We we, we should have uh, knowing what we know now. <laughs> I would have loved to 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 record like a couple of the last uh, Monkey shows we did, and we yeah. could have put out a live album. But um, we we didn't really do it. You know, I'll, um, I, I I actually was thinking about checking with our live engineer, our sound engineer, if he ever recorded anything. You know, like on a couple a couple of different tracks. So you can make a proper mix <clears throat> because it sounds different out of the PA, of course, you know. So. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to do that, you know, once you guys can get back out on the road and uh, touring with this album. I'd love for you to, to record some shows and get those out too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it's going to be a blast because, man, I'm still blown away by Ronnie. You know, you you, 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 uh, you probably heard his stuff with Rainbow. Mm -hmm. When I... When I read somewhere that um, Blackmore was going to do a couple of Rainbow shows, I thought, hmm, unfortunately, Ronnie Dio passed away, and that was my favorite singer, one of my favorites of all time. So I, I thought, who the fuck is going to sing that stuff, you know? <laughs> because I knew, you know, uh, Blackmore didn't get along with um, Jalen Turner uh, at all. So I was pretty sure he wasn't going to be involved. Yeah. But um, And then I, I, I checked it on YouTube, and I heard Ronnie sing that stuff. I thought, where the hell does this guy come from, you know? <laughs> I mean that, that guy is amazing. So, which is the reason why I approached him. And you know, as everybody knows, Blackmore only wants to do a couple of shows every two years or something. Yeah. I'm wondering if he is actually willing to do more shows at all uh, these days because uh, I haven't heard anything. And Ronnie told me they were planning a couple of shows this summer, uh, but even before the Corona breakout. Um, those were getting postponed, so I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But yeah, so when I approached Ronnie, I, I knew he, he, you know, he didn't do too much of the rainbow stuff. He does a lot of other session stuff, as we all know. Um, but he told me, you know, this, his preference would be like be in a, in, in in a main band, like like he's now, mm 
and it's necessary to do some session stuff on the side, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, a vocalist is such a huge part of a band's sound as well. So it's important for you to get the, you know, the right vocalist that fits in with your music as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, when I knew Ronnie was involved, I um, I started writing the songs with his voice and capabilities in mind. And uh, as you will have heard, is um, he he, de- he seems to be uh, rather limitless, you know. He sings so easily um, stuff that, um, I mean, even Queen stuff, you know. He does Sometimes he does um, some Queen stuff in Russia with an orchestra. And he played me some of those tracks. I thought, holy shit, you know, he sings the Freddie Mercury, Mercury stuff <laughs> as well, but still sounds like Ronnie, you know. He doesn't try to sound like uh, Freddie Mercury, but uh, man, yeah, the guy's really cool and he's a great guy. So we get along great, got a great sense of humor, you know, so which is important. Oh, yeah, I should imagine so, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, it's a, a great band as a whole, if you want to tell the listeners as well, who makes up the rest of the band. Oh yeah, man! It's like uh, I was so happy to 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 find Kuhn and, and Randy uh, because um, I'm not very uh, up to date with what, what's going on in Holland because I don't have too much faith in Dutch rock uh, <laughs> bands. I mean, I know there's a lot of great musicians, but um, you know, you can't really go on YouTube and uh, and 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 and, um, and 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 put like a keyword Dutch drummer in, and because you see like. <laughs> like guys plow their way through awful songs <clears throat> so i found i found coon actually the drummer um there's like a leading dutch drummer magazine that's got like a yearly top 10 of drummers that are voted uh, great drummers by their peer drummers so i thought that would be a nice starting point so i i found um i, I looked up on the internet that top 10 of last year and then i found out that coon was voted best Dutch rock drummer already seven years in a row. Wow! So I thought, I thought I better check that guy out, you know. And yeah. the first thing I ran into on on YouTube was um, like a drum solo he did on the beach in Holland, and I was blown away. I thought, how the fuck that didn't I know about this guy? You know, he's like <laughs> world class. And then I found out, you know, he, he did do international touring with a Dutch um, female from the band called Epica, and he did. Um, a world tour with the Dutch DJ uh, Armin van Buren. I, I, I'm not totally not into DJs, but Armin van Buren is like probably the biggest DJ in the world. And um, and Armin thought it was an interesting idea to have have like a drummer uh, oh, okay. come down from the ceiling and and do like a serious <laughs> drum. So so he, he he toured like the biggest venues in the world, like Madison Square Garden right, and all the stuff with Armin van Buren uh, a couple of years ago. <clears throat> so he has a, he has a lot of international experience, and that's of course like a, a big bonus. Yeah. And the same goes for Randy, the bass player. He he's been with um with that new wave of uh, British heavy metal uh, band uh, Tank. Uh, I didn't know about him, but but I, I the name sounded familiar to me. And mm-hmm. Randy has done some international touring with them uh, in the past two or three years. And he's uh, he's only 27, but w- when uh, somebody uh, tipped me about Randy. I, I looked at it, one of his YouTube channels, and, and all he had in there was the Purple Rainbow and Led Zeppelin, and that for a 27-year-old bass player, that, that's a great starting point. <laughs> yeah. you know, so. And he appeared to be perfect. And, and as you can tell, you know, the, the band sound, sounds um, as if we've played together for 10 years. So oh, definitely, it does. Came out really nice. And you got a couple of guests on the album as well. Yeah, that, that uh, what happened was. Um, 
uh, I, I only uh, managed to get the lineup together two weeks before he went in, into the studio. And um, so to be sure, I called up, uh, I got in touch with Rudy and, and, and Brian. <clears throat> and uh, they were really enthusiastic. And I said, yeah, great, we'll play on the album. And then when I got the lineup together, um, I asked them if they would mind uh, to be guests, you know, because it would be uh, shitty for, for Kuhn and Randy if, <laughs> if, you know, if it would be in the band. And uh, and I know what that is like, you know, the first, um, like the 87 album with Whitesnake, all I did was play and here we go again. And that yeah. was it. I didn't mind, though, but it would be fun, you know, to to play um, on the whole album when you're in a band. So, oh, yeah. And as you can tell, you know, Kuhn and Randy, Randy are world class. So... Uh, it was like a interesting situation with two special respected guests definitely yeah and you've got like i said you've got nine brand new songs of which i do love all nine of them i was waiting for one to come on and go there's got to be at least one filler and the, and there isn't all the way through it which is great and you've also you've got a new recording of burning heart yeah that was an interesting uh, way what, what happened was um um Mascot uh, record company wanted to put out a press release a couple of months ago, uh, you know, announcing the new Vandenberg with a new singer and stuff and a new lineup. And my manager rightfully said, well, you know, everybody, everybody and his grandma puts out press releases these days. <laughs> it, would, it would be a stronger signal if you, if you add some music to it, but we didn't, uh, we hadn't been in a studio yet. You know, the, the album was yet to be recorded. And so then I suddenly remembered for the second Moon Kings album, we recorded um, the drums and bass and some of the rhythm guitars for Burning Heart as a possible um, bonus track for Japan because those greedy bastards always want to have a, <laughs> a an extra track that nobody else has, you know. So um, that, that makes that makes sense. So uh, just to be sure, we recorded that we didn't use it. So I remembered it and I thought, oh, that, that would be an interesting thing to do because it's a well-known song and it would be interesting to have Ronnie sing it. So it's still a different, up-to-date kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I didn't plan it to be in the album. Uh, and, but when the album was finished, the record company said, well, we really love the way um, <clears throat> Burning Heart turned out. Why don't we put it on the album? And um, I said, well, you know, it, it would be a little bit of an easy type of thing to, to do. And I said, well, the nice thing about it is it kind of builds a bridge between Vandenberg 2020 and between the very first Vandenberg album and that can make kind of sense so I thought yeah yeah that's a good idea actually so let's do it and and when I hear it in context of the rest actually you know it really blends in it, it does, I, I was yeah. expecting it to you know to to be quite different but it does really fit with the rest and you recently put Shadows of the Night up on YouTube too which is the, which is the yeah. album opener yeah, and next week there's going to be uh, another new track. Uh, the plan is actually, um, um, and it was already, well, um, amplified, that plan, um, or fortified, that when um, the corona thing put, um, um, came up, um, we all suggested, you know, let, let's put a track on every month, let's put, put a new track online, so at least we can keep the whole thing alive, you know, yeah. and, 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 and let people know um, what's going on. So yeah, next week there's going to be a, another new track, so we can. Excellent. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's exciting too because because um, on one hand you got the shitty situations you can't tour, but on the other hand, um, it is a good opportunity for us to um, to let uh, get, uh, let people get familiar with um, th this band and lineup um, 
before you start doing shows because otherwise um the first uh, the european tour would, would have started at the end of may and you would have played like for two or three weeks uh, through europe yeah with a situation where most people probably wouldn't even be familiar with the new stuff that's right yeah yeah because the so album's the, out on may the 29th yeah exactly so you know you can't expect everybody to buy the album right away you know so right now we can actually there's According to the record company, there's a very strong buzz going on since since we put out Shadows of the Night because apparently what I was hoping for, but you never know, you know, but apparently it really blows people away because they weren't expecting anything like this, you know. <laughs> so a lot of people were expecting it to sound, you know, like like pretty, you know, uh, light, uh, like, like Vandenberg, early Vandenberg in those days, that was, you know, how heavy rock sounded you know whether it's scorpions or shanker yeah, or yeah. whoever that was considered you know pretty heavy but uh if you listen to it now it's pretty light so um a lot of people were probably expecting that oh Vandenberg, yeah we uh, used to listen to those guys <laughs> three years ago you know and then they get smacked in the face and shit over the night so <laughs> so it worked out really nicely <laughs> definitely oh yeah well adrian i know we're coming up to the time i know you're a busy guy and i i really could chat to you all day and I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that the world returns to normal as quickly as it can do and that you get across to the UK and specifically we've got our venue, the Tivoli in North Wales. If you could play there as well, that would be the icing on the cake. Hey, man, uh, yeah, it definitely would be. Uh, Tom Jones comes from, uh, from Wales, you know. He's like one of the ultimate voices, well, hey, isn't he? That's it. Then you've, you've got to come over here now. That's it. Yeah, I know. I know, man. I, I, even if I would have to swim the channel with my Marshall stacks on my back, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, I'll help you. No no problem. <laughs> oh, by, oh, by the way, actually, isn't, isn't that um, uh, Rockstock Festival, isn't that in Wales? Yeah, it used to, well, it used to be in North Wales. The Hard Rock Hell used to be up here. Um, not too, oh, yeah. not too far from us, but that's moved further down south now. Um, so yeah, if if you want to start a new rock festival up here in North Wales too, Adrian, that's that's fine yeah, with let, me too. Let, let me know. I'm I'm up for anything. You know, I, I, I finally want to play the UK again thoroughly. You know, like like uh, most people know, <clears throat> all my favorite bands basically uh, originate from the UK. Whether it was, uh, you know, early. Uh, Beatles, um, Stephen Winwood, one of my first heroes, then Hendrix, Cream, Zeppelin, Free, mm -hmm. still one of my all-time favorite bands. I mean, it's all British, you know, so I've been dying to take this to, to Britain because, the, as you can tell, you know, the, the music that I'm making is is 99.9% .9 British, and um, the, the only part is when I put on wooden shoes, that's the only 0.1% <laughs> Dutch, so... <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I've, uh, it's really hard for me to explain to when I talk to uh, all the British fans uh, and when they ask me about this, you know, um, it, uh, I, I always have to confess how special it is for me as a, you know, as a wannabe Dutch guitar player. Um, when I was growing up, you know, I had my all these posters from my favorite British bands on my walls. And then it's just really, really special when... Vandenberg started opening up for Michael Schenker in 82. Mm -hmm. um, how special it feels that, that you actually can finally play on that island where all your heroes are from, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, as you can imagine, I can't wait, you know? And it's, um, let's keep fingers crossed um, for business to return. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And you're, you're we'll always see. welcome. You're always welcome over here, Adrian. And uh, 
let's 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 say now you will be over here in the uk you will be playing gigs let's record a show oh, together in person yeah. when you're over here too let's, let's... oh definitely yeah, let, let us know you're you're going to be there you know and we'll uh, hopefully have a pint together yeah right it's a deal that's that's something to look forward to and, and help Great, get us through man. all of this <laughs> okay well Thanks, you Dave. you keep safe adrian and uh you too we'll Take meet care, soon man. okay man bye bye soon Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. And so, by the time you listen to this, the 2020 album is available to buy, and of course we encourage you to do so, as we do across all of our music shows. If you enjoy any of the music that's being played, please support the artists by buying their music. Especially, as I talked to Adrian in this show, it's really difficult at the best of times for musicians to make money. The album sales are down. A lot of their income relies on live shows, which again, at the time of recording and also still now, and for the foreseeable future, is going to be curtailed quite a lot with live gigs. So support them, buy the music. And if you're going to buy the music or anything else, in fact... There's a great way where you can do that. You can go to our website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's affiliate links on there for Amazon, for CD keys, for Insert Coin Clothing, for Fusion Retro Books, plus many more. If you go on there, a great way that you can support us is to visit the website and use those affiliate links. We don't know who you are. Uh, It doesn't cost you an extra penny. Just doing that helps to keep our podcast and our website online. And another great thing that you can do, which is free and only takes a couple of minutes, is email us a review of our podcast. Give us a star rating between one and five. We don't care how many stars you give. Of course, it would be nice if we get five stars. Uh, But leave us a review. It all helps us to get even more interview guests, to give away more prizes on our Twitter accounts, and helps us in many ways behind the scenes. Just for two minutes of your time, just writing us a review is always, always most welcome. And also on the website, there's links to all of our social media, news, reviews, everything that you could want. Pour yourself a cup of tea or whatever beverage is your favourite and spend a few minutes having a look through the website. There's lots to look on there. To end the show, what better way than another track from 2020? And this time I'm going to play another favourite of mine. And again, you heard me say in the interview, personally, I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I loved every song on it and isn't this one of the joys like I've said before of these interview shows is that I get to chat to people whether I've been a fan for many years like with Adrian Vandenberg or to new bands that I've been discovering and that I'm very lucky to be in the position that the music is being sent to me that I can get to chat with them and and spend some time with people whose music I like whose movies I like it's why I love doing these interview shows and hopefully you enjoy listening to them too so to end the show I'm going to play another great song and this one's called Freight Train.
I'm ready! 